0: Welcome back to Decom, Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. Truly welcome back. We started recording for like five minutes before we realized it was not recording. Yeah, apparently not. So. Um, we watched The Cinderella Story this week. <laughs> yes, this came out July 16th, 2004. I did not see this in theaters, but I did see The Veggie Tales, Jonah and the Whale. That were some, those were some things we discussed. <laughs> and sorry if you can hear feedback. I don't think you'll be able to, but if you can, my bad. Don't know what's going on with that. Um, this movie stars Hillary Duff. It is the last movie in our Hillary Duff series. Yes. Um, it also stars Chad Michael Murray and Julie Gonzalo, who also played the love interest and the mean girl in Freaky Friday. Um, we also have, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, who p- gives it her all, truly. Um, I said this with Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, obviously, I, as I was a child, I watched, this feedback's getting louder. Yeah, I don't, okay, hold on. Okay. Are we back? Yeah, now you can't hear it. Okay, it may have been a little fuzzy before. It shouldn't be anymore. (laughs) We're not going to start again. No, we're not doing that again. (laughs) We were talking about Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge um, burst onto the scene in American Pie. She's also been in movies like Best in Show, Legally Blonde, obviously, um, the Epic and Date movies, Click, uh, Promising Young Woman. Um, She was also featured in an episode or two of... Frasier, Sex and the City, Friends, Seinfeld, uh, Party Down, which was a very good show. Highly recommend. Um, Glee. uh, Apparently she was a series regular on Two Broke Girls. I did not know that. She was also a recurring character in The Secret Life of the American Teenager, which I vaguely remember. I don't remember (laughs) that (laughs) at all. But most recently, she was uh, absolutely brilliant in the HBO show The White Lotus. I also highly recommend that. It was pretty good. Um, we love Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> and be prepared to hear my Jennifer Coolidge impression of this entire podcast. God, you look like the 4th of July. <laughs> not bad, but I've heard better. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the best, okay? <laughs> um, Dan Bird, who plays Carter, uh, <clears throat> he's a guy who's been in one thing or another here and there, like young Sheldon, unbirthable Kimmy Schmidt, sisters... He was a series regular in Abed's favorite show, Cougar Town, and uh, you probably know him from Easy A. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting back again. I know. I don't know why. I guess we'll just... Nope. What? Okay. Hello? Okay. It just stopped. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're just gonna have to suffer. Enjoy. Sorry. Um, after this, we have Queen Regina King. Yes. Now, throughout my life, Regina King has had a very illustrious career, but do I always think of her as Rhonda from A Cinderella Story? Yes, I do. Um, She has been in the TV show Watchmen, which is actually very good. I did not think I would like it, but it was very good. Uh, She was a recurring character in the... I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. She was a recurring character in The Big Bang Theory as the... Uh, human resources director, because uh, uh, Sheldon doesn't get when things are inappropriate. Uh, 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 uh. She was in If Beale Street Could Talk, Shameless. Uh, she starred in this detective show called Southland. She was in this movie I had on DVD called Our Family Wedding. Uh, she was a recurring character in 24. Uh, she was also in Miss Congeniality 2. I just watched Miss Congeniality for the first time this weekend. As I've told you for years. <laughs> <laughs> And how was it? (laughs) It was good. But I think I've seen parts of Miscongeniality 2 and I think it's better. Absolutely. Um I would I would I would agree. Uh yeah, I would agree that Miscongeniality 2 is bad. I'm not saying that Miscongeniality 1 is bad. I'd say like four and a half to five stars. Mm -hmm. Um (laughs) but also misleading because where was the pink dress that's in all of the promos? It wasn't in the movie. No, the they were one? in the Statue of Liberty costumes. Lies. She's beauty and she's grace. She's busy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she was also in Legally Blonde, too. Regina King. Uh, she was in Daddy Daycare, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, and Jerry Maguire. Uh, Queen Regina King is also a director. She directed the movie One Night in Miami. She's directed episodes of Insecure, Insecure, The Good Doctor, Shameless, This Is Us, and Scandal. Love that for her. Love her. Incredible. Uh, She is an Emmy and Oscar winner. Yes. Amazing. And she's in a Cinderella story. And she's in a Cinderella story. Um, Madeline Zima, who plays one of the twins, one of the stepsisters. um, She was in, oh, you know, just some, some shows like Good Girls, You, Californication, Heroes, but most iconically. She was little Gracie Sheffield in *The Nanny*. <laughs> I remember like being a child, and after seeing this movie a million times, realizing that, and I was like, <gasps> "It's Gracie." <crazy." laughs> um, I'd also like to say that if you've seen um that one Netflix document documentary series about the girl who got like kidnapped by like her neighbor or whoever, and was like he lied, she was like Mormon or something. He lied to her and told her that like the world was over and that they needed the to guy be who popular, slept like, with but, both her mom and her dad. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like I, he said, he told her that, like, the world was over and that they needed to repopulate the earth, and she was, like, a teenager. Obviously, very inappropriate. Bad stuff. Don't remember what it's called. Anyway, that woman looks like Gracie, looks like this actress. And I have looked online. Nobody else has this opinion, but I have I this opinion. I think you're the only one that has this opinion. I have this opinion. They look alike. So, that, just wanted to throw that in there. I don't agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next, we have Simon Helberg, who plays Terry. He is... Wolowitz and the Big Bang Theory. Um, and then Austin's dad plays Peyton's dad in One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill also starred Chad Michael Murray. One of her dads. One of her dads. <laughs> um, that's all I have for people, but I do have some fun facts. So, Austin Ames was, was originally offered to Ron Weasley. <laughs> oh, no. But he was like, I gotta make Harry Potter and also that would have been a horrible role for him. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that would have worked out. Hillary Duff and Rod Weasley. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um and so as we know this movie spawned a series of spin-offs, um, another Cinderella story in 2008 which we'll get to starring Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, another Cinderella story Once Upon a Song starring Lucy Hale in 2011 An- a Cinderella story If the Shoe Fits. Starring Sophia Carson in 2016. A Cinderella story, A Christmas Wish, starring Laura Morano, aka Allie of Austin and Allie. And Greg Sulkin in 2019. And then a Cinderella story, Starstruck, starring Bailey Madison in 2021. None of those are relevant except for another Cinderella story. Yeah, we're not going to watch watch any of them except for the Selena Gomez one. Because who cares? Exactly. I'm pretty sure all of them, the rest of them, are like singers and dancers. And we don't care. We already got that with Selena Gomez. It's all we needed. Lucy Hale must have been, like, 30 whenever that was made. <laughs> um. So that's all I have. Yeah, I didn't have anything additional to add. Cool, cool, cool. It's a cool. classic. It's a classic. Let's jump into it. Um. So we get a narration from Sam. By the way, her name is Sam Montgomery. And there was a boy in my class named Sam Montgomery, who I had a crush on. Wow, <laughs> look at that. And I remember being like... Sam. Did you know that you share the name with a Cinderella story? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I've heard it a million times. (laughs) Um, Okay. Sam and her dad lived in the San Fernando Valley, and we get this cute little montage of Sam and her dad growing up over, this will be that song. (laughs) And never last And um, She and her dad were besties, and she was a tomboy. Um, Her dad owned Hal's Diner, which was a It was buddy. Oh. (laughs) Which was a happy uh, environment. All the workers were, like, family. All the regulars were, like, family. We loved it. Um, And then Dad married this woman named Fiona, uh, who had two twin daughters. Um, We got this little thing of Dad reading Sam um, a fairy tale from her fairy tale book. And he's like, oh, like, you know what my fairy tale is for you? To go to college. (laughs) And so Sam is like, where do princesses go? And Dad's like, uh... Princeton. So throughout the whole movie, it's Sam's dream to go to Princeton. I thought Princeton was a made-up school. (laughs) (laughs) Until very well into my life, (laughs) I thought they made it up for this movie. (laughs) You know what? For someone having the dream of going to an Ivy League school, the fact that her dad, her dead dad told her that that's where she should go, that's a good enough reason. Like, all these other movies where they're just like, I want to go to Harvard because I want to go to Harvard. It's like, Mm, no, stop. Yeah, because she's like, I'm a princess, so I'm going to go to Princeton. <laughs> um, and then Dad says, never let fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. He also says, uh, like, he gives her this, like, pep talk, basically, of, like, if life gets hard, you know, you can look to the stories in this book, and you may just find something very important. He says, this book contains important things for later in life. Hmm. And then, the fucking <laughs> Earth starts shaking. An Earthquake starts and dad dies. <laughs> well, yeah. They don't explain that don't, either. <laughs> you know, because, okay, like, sorry. The house is fine. He, and, like, yeah, why he, Fiona calls for help. What do you need help with? Get to a fucking doorway, man. Yeah, he moves Sam over to the doorway. And then we hear Fiona be like, help, help. <laughs> and so dad runs to Fiona. And then we, we just, he's dead. We don't see anything what else. What kind of earthquake was this? Everything else is fine? The house is fine. Hello? Um... And then Sam narrates that dad didn't have a will, so since Fiona was married, she got everything, including the house, including the diner. So then we cut to eight years... And to her dismay, me. Yeah. Then we cut to eight years later, Fiona yells at Sam to bring her down breakfast. Um, Sam comes down to the pool where Fiona is laying out. The twins are having a synchronized swimming lesson. The twins are, like, a very goofy try to be here for, like, little children, comedic relief. Mm -hmm. Um... Sam asks Fiona for time off work so she can study for her big test tomorrow, but Fiona says no. Fiona's like, well, you already have a job, so you've basically skipped a step. That's why people go to school anyway. And she's just like, you need to be at the diner. Yeah, so the sprinklers start going in the grass, and Sam goes to turn it off. And she's like, no, 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 no. Uh, We need to have a healthy lawn. But Sam's like, we're in a drought. and Fiona goes, droughts are for poor people. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic. <laughs> so we cut to the diner, which has changed to Fiona's. It's sort of like this gaudy, like, 50s diner where all the staff are in, like, hoop skirts and on rollerblades and stuff like that. Um, we meet Rhonda. She's the manager. And she yells at Sam for being late for school. Sam, like, literally goes in for a shift before school at the crack of dawn. Um, and Sam's like, but, like, Fiona told me. And Rhonda's like, don't take Fiona's shit. Like, get to school. I'll cover for you. Yeah. Um. So Sam picks Carter up for school. Um, they arrive in the parking lot, and the popular kids keep taking their spot. We learn that Austin and Shelby, the two most popular kids in school, are dating, um, and the twins, like, really try hard to be friends with Shelby. Um, Terry, the tech geek, has a crush on Sam, and that's what we get from this, like, I don't know, stupid little scene in the beginning. Also, the popular kids make fun of Sam for having a job. They call her Diner Girl. I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it because we later learned that Austin also has a job. I know it doesn't make like it doesn't, it doesn't make any she has to sense. Serve them like I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Austin has to wash stupid ass cars for his dad. Also, are these the only two students in the high school who have jobs? Apparently, <laughs> yeah. No, because Carter's an actor. He's technically a working <laughs> actor. He has a job. Well, yeah, I can see why acting wouldn't be as uh, crowned <laughs> upon as. Being a server, I guess. Okay, so we get, like, this little introduction to the high school. When Sam gets a text message, it turns out it's this boy she's been talking to online. Nomad. Nomad? (laughs) I'm fucking... I have some thoughts about Austin Ames. (laughs) Well, yeah. Because we learned this boy's Austin names very quickly. Yes, but There's, they don't know who each other is. Yeah, they're texting back and forth, talking about like school starting, and it's been so much talking. And oh my god, should we meet up or something? Oh my god, uh, we have <laughs> we have Sam say the iconic L L L laugh out loud. <laughs> it's a TikTok sound. That's what it's for. In case you didn't know, in case you're uncultured, uh, we learn Austin wants to go to Princeton and be a writer. <laughs> Because of fucking Lucas Scott, <laughs> but his dad wants something else, um, and Austin's like, "What if we met at the Halloween homecoming dance?" Because they both go to the same school, and Sam is a little nervous. She doesn't say yes yet. Um, we learn that. So we learn while Carter is feeding softballs through a pitching machine to Sam um, that they met in a Princeton chat room. Which, oh. Oh, okay, also Sam's username was Princeton Girl. Yeah. <laughs> In a Princeton chat room, that's a bit much. For, like, 2004, I can see it. It's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like to point out, it's like, this whole scene is supposed to show, like, Sam's a tomboy because she likes hitting baseballs. Hillary Duff doesn't know how to hit. <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, like someone just needs to like teach you to like hold the bat up next to your shoulder, like hold your elbow up and follow through. They don't have time for that. Um, yes, yeah, she's nervous about like her expectations. Like, what if he's like not everything she imagined? What if he's disappointed by her? But Carter's like, no, like do it. Like you need to do something for yourself. Like, what if it's like the man of your dreams? Um, and Carter's like, you know what, I'll go to the dance with you for, like, moral support. I'll just, like, stand off to the side and cheer you on. Um, so then Sam gets a call from Fiona, just, like, demanding her to do errands. And Carter's like, why do you let her push you around? And she's like, if I if there's no Fiona, then I don't get money for Princeton. Um, so Carter feeds a ball through the pitching machine. Sam pretends that it's Fiona's face and hits it so hard into the other field, into football practice. Uh, Austin and his friend are throwing the football, and they see the ball go over the fence. And they say, "Whoa, a girl hit that!" And Austin says, "Now that's impressive. I'm sure the school has a softball team. I'm sure they've seen <laughs> girls hit home runs. But also, Austin aims. Boo! I watching this movie. I hadn't seen this movie in such a long time. Yeah. I hate Austin Ames. Yeah, Austin Ames is the worst. (laughs) He ain't shit. Sam is your typical cool girl, and he is just, like, the worst. I fucking hate Austin Ames. Yeah, not good. (laughs) Now, we'll get to the gazebo scene, because I don't hate Austin Ames in the gazebo scene, but we'll get to that (laughs) later. (laughs) Well, yeah, uh, but Austin is talking to his friend, and he's, and they're talking about the dance, and he's like, oh, what are you and Shelby going as? And he's like, oh, well, I'm thinking about breaking up with Shelby. They're going to this dance together tonight. Like, I assume that they already. Yeah, the already... dance is fucking tonight. Yeah, <laughs> also, like, fuck Austin Ames, because he knew what he was doing. He's been flirting with Sam for months or however long um, on these texts. An emotional An emotional affair is still an affair. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, he is just leaving the, he's just, like, staying with Shelby in case this doesn't work out with this While girl. While he's texting, he's like, oh, like, you're the girl in my dreams, to so bad. Yeah. What the fuck? Bitch. What Bitch. the fuck? And another thing, Sam should have been like, that's a red flag. You've been dating Shelby. See, there are a lot of red flags for Sam to pick up on that she didn't. Exactly. <laughs> 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 okay, so let me cut to the car wash. Dad's, Austin's dad's car wash. Um, Dad goes, is mad that he found a bunch of like college brochures in Austin's bedroom because. Dad has had Austin's life planned out. He's going to go play football at USC and then take over the car wash. Um, and Austin's just kind of like, mm, mm mm okay, Dad. But we all know that's not what he really wants. Um, yeah, Sam goes to the car wash with Fiona's car, and um, she, like, talks to Austin a little bit, but they don't really talk about anything because then Brianna and Gabby show up, and their cars are filthy, and they're those like— Those are the, twi- the stepsisters. Yeah, And they're like, Austin, we need you to wash our cars. So Sam goes home. um, Yeah, she goes home to Fiona, who's laying in the tanning (laughs) bed. Yeah. I did not know what this was for a very long time. It wasn't until, like, I watched another movie years later where I saw them put the glasses on and then go into, like, once I knew what a tanning bed was. And then I thought back to a Cinderella story, and I was like, oh! (laughs) Because the whole time she's wearing, like, these tanning bed sunglasses. Yeah. Um, so Fiona, Sam, yeah, Fiona tells... Sam to take the night shift at the diner and Sam's like oh like, but tonight's the homecoming dance I was hoping I could go and this is when Fiona says you're not very pretty and you're not very bright mm-hmm. <laughs> as she's still wearing the little tanning glasses and I'm just like Almost naked. (laughs) It's an iconic line. She's like, you're going to go to the diner because no one fucking likes you, Yeah, (laughs) basically. And then she's also like, I'm going to be picking up the girls at 12 from the dance, so you better be there in case you're thinking about not being. Yeah, so we cut to the diner, and Austin and Shelby and their popular friends go to the diner before the dance, but not before they get ready. Yeah, it does not make sense. (laughs) And it's also night outside already. Like, what time does this dance start? And it ends at midnight? We don't even know if it ends them. It. it was still going. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so they go. They're not ready yet. They're all just sitting there. Um, Who's that? Rhonda. Oh, Rhonda gets into a fight with Fiona a little bit um, because she knows that the diner will go to hell if Rhonda gets fired because she keeps a lot of the customers there um, and she can, like, manage the place on her own. So Rhonda and Fiona fight a little bit before Fiona leaves. And this is also when Fiona says... I'm a very appealing person. Before she leaves. <laughs> because <laughs> Rhonda's like, mm, no one like all of your customers would, all of your customers would leave because no one likes you. And that's when she's like, I'm a very appealing person. Um, so the waitress uh is overbooked and asks Sam to cover the popular kids booth. Which Sam should have said, I will take any other table. I'm not gonna take any okay, well, table. Well Sam's not the girl to stick up for herself, as we know. <gasps> <sighs> Um, so they get there. There's a bunch of jokes about girls not eating. Ha ha. It's Um, the early 2000s. Shelby asks for something with no sugar, no carbs, and is fat free. And Sam goes, water? Which, like, in a diner. Yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah. Um, so then they ask for, like, two iced teas. So Sam goes to get them. And they say, she is so not getting a tip. Um, so then Austin turns to Shelby. They're sitting in, like, a circle booth, and Austin and Shelby are in, like, the very middle. So Austin's like, Shelby, can we talk in private? And Shelby goes, anything you can say to me, you can say in front of my peeps. (laughs) So sincerely. (laughs) And he breaks up with her. Yeah. Um, Shelby's just kind of, like, in denial. She's like, um, we're gonna go get ready for the dance. I'll see you there. Um, so everyone leaves before Sam brings out the teas, and they all make fun of her, and they call her Diner Girl, and they're like, <laughs> we're all leaving before we can drink our teas. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Um, Carter arrives to pick Sam up for the dance. He's Zorro. Sam's like, nah, I can't go to the dance. But Carter and Rhonda are like, no, like, you're gonna go, and you're gonna meet your dream boy. Like, we'll cover for you here. Yeah, so they leave to go find Sam a costume. It's again, the dance is tonight. She has no costume. <laughs> the dance has probably already started. So they go, I guess it's Halloween, too. Um, So they go to a costume shop, but, like, all the good costumes are basically taken. We have a little montage of Sam. try it on clothes montage. Yes. And uh, Rhonda ends up seeing this mask in, like, the display case. And she's like, hey, show me that mask. And the guy at the store is like, well, I don't have a dress to go with it. And she's like, well, I do. Which also isn't a costume, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, she gives her, Rhonda gives Sam, like, a wedding dress. That maybe she already wore down the aisle and was going to wear again? Well, no, she said, I didn't get to wear this down the aisle. I was saving it for the next time. Yeah, so, okay, so Rhonda was about to get married, and she bought the dress, but then for some reason the engagement was called off. Yeah. (laughs) That's all, that's all we get. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so it's a wedding dress. And luckily it just fits Sam like a glove. Isn't that convenient? Yeah, and whenever she arrives to dance, everyone's like, it's Cinderella. And I'm like, that's not what Cinderella fucking looked like. (laughs) And Cinderella, why would she wear a mask? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Why should, this should have been a masquerade. It would have made so much more sense. Yeah. So anyway, we're at the dance. Uh, we learned that the teachers later in the night will choose the homecoming prince and princess. Um, the twins go as conjoined Siamese cats. Austin arrives as Prince Charming. Shelby and her friends are angels in very revealing costumes that would not have passed at our school. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, Carter puts an alarm on Sam's phone for 1145 since Fiona will be back at... 12, and this is when Sam makes her grand entrance at the top of the stairs with all eyes on her. Yeah, everyone and stops and stares and the, like, light goes to her. spotlight. Yeah. No one can figure out who she is. It's just some pretty girl walking down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam and Austin are supposed to meet on the middle of the dance floor, and at first, Terry, the tech nerd, tries to hit on her, and Sam is like, oh, like, uh, you're a nomad, I guess. Um, but she puts, she sends him away to go get drinks because she's yeah. like, this is weird. Yeah, but then she turns around and she finds out that the real Nomad is actually Austin Ames, who's not wearing a mask. So she's like, it's Austin Ames. Oh my god. And Austin doesn't recognize her even though they literally saw each other like an hour ago. Yeah, she's like, oh, you don't recognize She's wearing me, a mask know? that only covers her eyes. Yeah, and she's like she, he's like, do I know you? Have I met you before? And she's like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Sam starts to, like, walk away, and she, and he's like, oh, wait, like, I broke up with Shelby. And Sam's like, nah, like, we're two different people. And he's like, well, what if you just, like, go outside for a walk with me? So they do that. And they start playing 20 questions. And so he's like, were you disappointed when you found out it was me? And she's like, no. And then he says, rice cake or Big Mac? And so, like, any normal person would. Sam is like, a Big Mac. And Austin goes, I like a girl with a hearty appetite. And you just eliminated 50% of the girls in our class. Ooh. <sighs> Who wrote this? Um, so then we cut to Austin's friend starts hitting on Shelby. She's saying no, but he's not backing off. Yeah. So Carter has to come to her rescue. And we get this, like, chase scene of Carter, like, trying to shove this guy off Shelby. And so he starts chasing after Carter. And Carter ends up, like, hitting him with the bar door. Um, Shelby doesn't recognize who Carter is, but she, like, whispers in his ear. She's, like, so, like, swept off her feet. This guy came to save me. So she, like, whispers in his ear or something. And then we cut to, we cut to Austin and Sam. He takes her up into the gazebo. I hate Austin Ames, but I love this scene so much. I love this scene. Y'all know I'm not a fucking sap. But I am a sap for this scene. (laughs) So Sam takes her up to this gazebo. So like the homecoming dance is at a hotel, right? So there's like a wedding that's happening tomorrow. So it's like all like decked out and stuff. There's like lights and flowers and everything. And like there's the band that's like setting up for practice for tomorrow. So he's like, do you want to dance with me? And they start dancing in the gazebo. She's like, but there's no music. And they start dancing. And then the band that's there setting up, they start playing an instrumental version of Al B by Edwin McCain. So they start dancing. And, like, the actual song comes on. And I love it so much. It's so cute. Austin (laughs) starts to, like, take off her mask. But Sam, like, stops him. And he says no. He respects her. He's like, okay, I won't try. And then he says, do you believe in love at first sight? And Sam says I'll let you know. Oh, I love it! <laughs> well, the answer should be no, because she's seen him before. And he's seen her before. But yeah. But, whatever. Yeah, Sam's like, yeah, we've met before. Um, and then Sam is like, would you want to see me again? And he says, yes, absolutely. And that she's about to let him take off her mask. He's going for it. He touches the mask. But then her cell phone alarm rings. The, the clock, clock struck midnight. The clock strikes 11.45 p.m. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she has to run off. Um, she try- He tries to chase after her. Well, he, like, stops for a minute, and then he chases after her. I- I'm back to hating Austin Aves now. <laughs> Well, yeah. So Sam is running, trying to find Carter, because they need to leave and get back to the diner. Um, prince Charming and Cinderella win the prince and Okay, princess. well, first, first. <laughs> so they're, like, in the middle of the dance. There's a beat. There's a d- song going. And the teacher stops the music so she can announce the prince and princess. And the DJ says... I was in the middle of a power jam, Mrs. Wells. You just totally harshed my mellow. Who fucking wrote this movie? <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's time to announce the prince and princess. It's Austin Ames as Prince Charming and his Cinderella, whoever it is. Oh my god. Um, Sam interrupts Carter in the middle of a makeout session with Shelby. Um, people are, like, pushing Austin to the stage, and he's, like, looking for Cinderella, but she and Carter are running, or she and Zorro are running out uh, up the stairs, and her cell phone, which was attached to her high-heeled shoe, because, you know, there's no pockets in this dress, mm-hmm. falls off her shoe as she's going up the stairs. So Austin picks it up, but Sam is out of sight. Um, Sam tells Carter that she didn't tell Austin who she was because he, she's afraid of his reaction. Um, at the same time Sam and Carter are driving off, Fiona is picking up the twins. And so the twins get in the car, and Fiona's like, where are your, where are your crowns? Where are your prizes? Winners get prizes. I'm very, very disappointed in you girls. And they're like, you don't look disappointed. And she's like, oh, I just got Botox. I can't show emotion for another hour. And a half. <laughs> um, so they're at a stoplight, and Carter and Sam pull up right next to Fiona and the girls. And the twins are like, Mom, like it's Fiona, it's or it's Sam, it's Sam. Sam like ducks, so they can't see her. Um, but now Sam and, so, like, Fiona's just like, oh, girls, like, whatever. But they're, like, trying to convince her. Like, Sam's there in that car with that guy. Yeah, they're like, we need to beat her back to the diner so we can prove it to you. Yeah, so now they have to race back. Um, the twins in the car, they try to catch her, but they cause many accidents, um, and screaming. So after they, they're all, like, screaming in the car, Fiona's like, oh, my face is back! (laughs) Um, so the, Fiona and the twins make it back to the diner, and the staff is, like, covering for Sam. They're like, oh, like, Fiona, like, we need this, we need this, we need this. But then Sam uh, arrives back behind the counter. Ca- she pops up back behind the counter, like. Rings the bell. Orders up. I was just uh, practicing all my cooking skills. I'm going to work at the diner for the rest of my life, Fiona. Yeah. And Fiona's like, hmm, okay. We learned that Sam just, like, put on a T-shirt and, and an apron over the dress, mm-hmm. and was, which the counter was covering. Yes. Um, So then we cut to the next day and at school Sam is telling Carter, she's like, I'm sure that Austin's forgotten about the whole thing already like it's fine, but as they look around there are flyers everywhere looking for Cinderella. Who's Cinderella? What the fuck? Yeah. This is so weird. They're everywhere. There's so many. They're all over the school. Austin Ames is putting up these flyers with like a silhouette of Cinderella and it's like, who are you? Contact me. Okay, also like how stupid do you have to be? Like, I understand it was Halloween, so, like, maybe they could have been wearing a wig. But, like, you would be able to tell oh, like if it was a boy, wig or not. Hilary Depp has a distinct voice. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, they see each other so many times. And they're like, what if you, Austin's friends, like, what if you, like, open the cell phone? He's like, oh, it's locked and someone keeps texting like oh i need you come here right now and <laughs> like that's so hot <laughs> and i'm like is she texting her own phone i need like is that what they think <laughs> I, I need don't. you come here now no they think it's like a man Oh, okay. But then they're like, oh, it also said, like, clean the fryer or something yeah. like that. So they don't know. Who could it be? Could it have been Diner Girl? No! <laughs> Who else would be asked not. to clean the fryer? Diner Girl wears baggy pants and her hair in a ponytail sometimes. And her sometimes. hair is straight. Not curly. Of course. <laughs> um, so Carter wants Sam to tell Austin, but she's like, no, 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 I don't no. It was one night. It's fine. Um, Sam tells Carter, she's like, but, like, what if you tell Shelby that you were Zorro? And they're like, and Sam's like, you know what? I'll tell Austin whenever you tell Shelby. Um, and we get this scene where Sam and Austin literally stare directly at each other. Mm-hmm. And Austin's like, Austin, like, shakes his head like, no. And he just keeps walking. What a fucking idiot. I thought it was love at first sight, Austin Ames. Fuck you. So, out by... The school pool, I guess. I don't really know where. This yeah, does is. Is the community make sense. pool? Does not make sense. Shelby is telling her friends about how much she loved Zora. He's like, "Oh, like she, he was so amazing and mysterious." And her friends are like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah. Um. Carter approaches her and she. And he's like, "Hey, like, it was me." And then she, when Shelby realizes like it was the nerd that she cheats off, that she cheats off, cheats off of, she's like, "Oh, um." I was high off cold medicine. We're just from two different worlds. Ew. Bye. Um, and Sam watches this all go down, which only like further like crushes her hopes. Yeah. Um so we see Austin's friends have all of these girls ready to try and figure out who Cinderella is. It's this yeah, whole Yeah, like a line group of, girls of girls to interview. There's some nice fat shaming in this We love it. We don't love it. Anyway, um it's just like a stupid little thing where they're like asking questions and Austin is like no. And all the girls none are like, of these girls can be All the be girls her. are like eh, he, 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 Austin and he's like ah, oh, these girls are he doesn't say it but gives off the Bible. like these girls are so vapid. Yeah. Yeah, but then like the teacher comes and puts a stop to it and she turns to Austin's friend and she says, "You are a bad boy and that is a terrible shirt." <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> a man. Um so back at home, Fiona's going through the mail. So she's like she like takes each letter that she doesn't want. And she goes, "Don't want that. Don't want that." And I do this to this day <laughs> with my, oh my mail. God, no. <laughs> I know we've talked about just, like, random things in these movies that have just, like, stuck with us throughout the rest of our lives. When I have a stack of mail, and it's just, like, junk, I will take it, and I'll go, don't want that, don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Fiona finds an acceptance letter for Sam from Princeton, and she says, oh, no, this won't do. And so, see, Sam Sam walks through the front door, and she goes, oh, any mail for me? And Fiona hides it from her. And she's like, nope, not at all. Yeah. Um. So Sam and Austin are on IM, and he's like, "Like, oh, just tell me who you are. Tell me who you are. And Sam, whose default font is set to Comic Sans, <laughs> she starts typing, my name is. But then one of the twins interrupts her, and she's like, I need my report done now. I need my report done. And then at the same time, Fiona tells her to come downstairs. So Sam leaves her computer up leaves her with computer her evil stepsister in the room. With Come her on. email open. Sam, rookie, move. Rookie, rookie, move. Because what Jennifer are doing twin is like, I'm going to go snoop on Sam's computer, obviously. Yeah. And she learns, she says to herself out loud, Sam is Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, and then of course the other twin is standing in the doorway. So she's like, mmm. And she like hits her mouth with a like comb. I also remember that very vividly <laughs> I do for too. some reason. Yeah. Um, so at the car wash, Austin opens his acceptance letter to Princeton. Um, Austin tries to tell his dad for a second. He's like, Dad, uh, hey, but his dad just ignores him. Um, he goes to serve the twins who both arrive at the car wash pretending to be Cinderella. They're both like, I'm Cinderella, Austin. And he's like, uh, okay, Cinderella left something at the dance. What was it? And neither of them can answer, so they're both lying. And then we get, like, this whole, like, goofy scene of the twins, like, fighting through the car wash. Yeah. It's very long. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. I may have liked it as a child. <laughs> yeah. Back at the diner, Austin... Is talking with Sam. He like comes into the diner. Sam like talks to him a little bit and he's complaining that he just feels unaccepted by his dad and like the world just doesn't get him. And Sam He says like these vague things like do you ever feel like you're just wearing a mask and you can't take it off? And so Sam's like yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, and again, it's, Sam is like about to tell him what's going on, but he's like, but then Fiona interrupts yeah. her, and he's like, okay, well, I gotta go. It was nice talking to you, and somehow he still doesn't know it's her. You're <laughs> so, so stupid. fucking stupid. Yeah. Um. So the twins tell Shelby and her friends this made up story about how this whole Cinderella thing was a plot from the beginning to try and get uh. To tr- for Sam to try to steal Austin away from Shelby, she's just like a maniacal person, and this was her plan all along. Um, so they get they like printed out all of their emails to each other and give them to Shelby. So Shelby's like, "Oh, okay, I have a plan." Um, so Sam tells Carter that after the pep rally today, she's gonna tell Austin who she is. Um, so at the pep rally, Dad tells Austin that USC scouts are coming to the big homecoming game Friday, and like this is his shot. Uh, So the cheerleaders are doing their thing. Everyone's getting ready. And the coaches like the cheerleaders have prepared a skit. So the cheerleaders start the skit. And basically, they're reading all of Sam and Austin's emails to each other in front of the entire school. And Shelby's like, hey, everyone, Sam is Cinderella. So everyone starts making fun of Sam for these emails, for revealing herself. But, like, they also say, like, say Austin's emails that he was... Because they're, they're, like, acting them out, basically. And they're like, oh, like, uh, the prince in the story is, says, I'm afraid to tell people who I, who I am. And Sam's... And the princess in the story says, I'm scared, blah, 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 blah. And everyone starts making fun of Sam. Well, that's because he's Austin Ames, and he can do no wrong, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so everyone... So Shelby is like, everyone, Cinderella is Sam. Diner girl. So Sam is sobbing. And everyone's, like, chanting Diner Girl and laughing at her and making fun. Austin turns around and sees this and doesn't do shit. Yeah, okay, the only excuse is, like, his dad is there and he's like, what's going on? But because that's also they also, not they also reveal in the email, they're like, I want to go to Princeton. I want to go to Princeton too. And dad's like, what's this about? Yeah. But Austin doesn't even, like, try to chase after her or anything. Yeah. No, she just runs out, sobbing, completely crushed. Humiliate in front of the entire school and Austin doesn't do anything yeah does not do anything mm-hmm. Austin is a piece of shit it's true yeah, um, so Fiona, so Sam gets home, Fiona gives her a letter from Princeton, and Sam runs up to her room, she reads it, and the letter says, you've been rejected, which it would not say if you got, like, an, a not acceptance letter, it would be much more formal than you've be been like, rejected. We regret to inform yeah. you, we welcome you to apply to next, that you haven't been accepted this semester. Yeah, I wouldn't say rejected, but yeah, Sam is just Sam- crushed- didn't apply to any other college that I'm sure she could have gotten into, yeah, so she doesn't see this. Yeah. Well, she's also just had a horrible day, and Princeton's been her dream her whole life, so. Yeah, so she's Fiona, crushed. um, Fiona tells Sam, she's like, well, now you can continue working at the diner. She's got this plate of cookies, and she says, you want a cookie? And she takes a bite, and she goes, mmm, so moist. <laughs> I, Jennifer fucking Coolidge. <laughs> Yeah. Um so the next scene Uh well Sam like takes this box of memories oh, from yeah. her dad that she takes out from underneath her bed. She picks up the fairy tale book and throws it across the floor because all of her fairy tale dreams are crushed. Ugh. Um so she is, goes back to the diner and Well she, Sam we got this scene of Sam walking through the school. Everyone oh, yeah, is yeah. everyone is laughing at her. And Austin just fucking looks at her, again, not doing anything! Well, again, she's trying to be very low-key, like, she's wearing a hat. She's wearing a and, she's hat like, and a jacket. No one look at me. And she's still fucking crying and everyone's laughing at her, and Austin just watches her. He just watches her. And also, like, no faculty call anyone out for this. They're just, like, straight up bullying her, but that's fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the diner. Sam is scrubbing floors and Rhonda's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Sam's like, I'm just a diner girl, so I'm doing what diner girls do. And Rhonda, who, if you haven't figured out by now, is the role of the fairy godmother. Um, Rhonda tells her, she's like, listen, everyone here in this diner is behind you. Like, we are here because of you. And Sam's like, you know what, you're right. I'm just gonna pick myself back up. Uh, you, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but I'm gonna do it. So the twins come into the diner. They slam the door, and this, like, gaudy Elvis guitar that's hanging on the wall falls, ripping off this wallpaper and revealing Dad's quote that used to hang there. um, Never let fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. So Sam sees this quote, and she gets inspired. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fiona walks in, and the twins are like, "Uh, Sam just broke your wall, Mom. And Fiona's like, "Mm, well, that's going to come out of your paycheck. And I need you to clean the pool tonight. And Sam says no. She says, no, Fiona, I quit. And I'm done with everything that you told me to do. Um, And she's like, I'm moving out. And Fiona's like, well, where will you live? And Rhonda says, she's going to live with me, bitch. And she's like, you know what? Sam quits. I quit too. Uh, The other two people who work there at the diner (laughs) also follow her out. The customers all see this. They also follow her out. Um, Rhonda's like, you know what? I only put up with your ass for this long for Sam. And, like, everyone else is like, yeah, me too. And all the customers are leaving too. And so we get that big moment for Sam. And then we cut to the big homecoming football game. And Sam walks through the boys' locker room. (laughs) High off of standing up to Fiona. Mm -hmm. And she approaches Austin. Now, do you have this memorized? Do you want to say it? Because I wrote it all down. Oh, you can write. I only know the end word for word. I don't know the whole thing. I know the last line. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Sam walks through the locker room and approaches Austin, and Austin, who hadn't approached Sam at all during this time, Mm-mm. didn't say anything to her, didn't even write her an email, um, he says, hey, listen. She goes, no, you listen. You turned out to be exactly who I thought you were. I never pretended to be somebody else. It's been me all along, and it was me who was hurt in front of everybody. Look." I didn't come here to yell at you, okay? I came here to tell you that I know what it feels like to be afraid to show who you are. I was, but I'm not anymore. And the thing is, I don't really care what people think of me, think about me because I believe in myself and I know that things are gonna be okay. But even though I have no family, no job, and no money for college, it's you that I feel sorry for. I know that guy that sent those emails is somewhere down inside of you, but I can't wait for him because waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless, and disappointing. Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah. She got him. I can feel the burn! <laughs> I would have loved this movie just ended right here. Yeah. If that was it. Honestly, it should have. It should have. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we could have gotten, like, the bonus scenes of, like, Sam did get into Princeton, and blah, 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 blah. Like Sam didn't need her prince. She never did. And, like, I guess, like, this scene kind of proves that. But I... <laughs> I don't want Austin to get his happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam leaves the, walk- the locker room where Carter greets her. He's like, oh, like, Rhonda told me you'd be here. I thought you could. Because Carter Carter has been a good friend this whole movie. Yeah. I don't think Carter gets enough credit yeah. for being such a th- the good friend that he is. I guess he's like her little, he's like, Gus Gus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, so Carter's like, I was going to go watch the football game. And Sam's like, you know what? I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Um. So we cut to down on the field. Um, Dad tells Austin that everyone is counting on him, and the game starts. So we get like this montage of the game over this like soft rock kind of emo song, and I really like this vibe. Like it's supposed to be like a like a hyped up fun game, but like we know that the vibe is like very somber, not only for our main character but also for the prince. And I like that that contrasting that we don't normally get. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we cut to, there's nine seconds left. There's one touchdown to win. The crowd starts chanting for Austin, and Sam's like, "You know what? Fuck this." Yeah, she's like, I'm, "I can't take this. I'm, I'm leaving. fucking leaving." <laughs> but uh, Austin looks into the crowd and sees Sam leaving, and he runs off the field during Everyone's a like, huddle. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. It's like the final huddle of like the final play. Yeah, you do. he's he's like, "Put my friend in," and then he goes up to the bleachers and he stops Sam and he's like, uh, "Apologizes." Okay, and well before he does this, um. Dad is like, Dad says, Austin, what are you doing? You're throwing away your dream. And he turns to Dad and he says, no, Dad, I'm throwing away yours. Which really set the blueprint. (laughs) Literally. Like, this was the first one that I I know of to do it. (laughs) Austin gives his helmet to the second string quarterback. Uh, He runs into the stands before Sam leaves. Um, He kisses her, but, like, he doesn't really apologize. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But Sam's like, okay, I forgive you, and then it starts to rain. Oh my god. The drought is over. hmm um they kiss more it's raining more they're just like making out in the stands and it's also kind of like awkward. not everyone is staring at them like if that they're happened watching, i would be staring at they're them. watching the game because the team the second string quarterback ends up making the winning play and the team wins yeah i don't care i would be watching the people making out in front of me with, after the public yeah, display had, that had just yeah, happened that would be a lot <laughs> it would be so quiet no one would be paying attention. they'd like Go on with the game, but it'd be dead quiet while these two people are making out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we cut to Sam is packing up her room to go live with Rhonda, and she picks up the fairy tale book that she threw against the wall earlier, and as she picks it up, this paper falls out. And as we turn out, as it turns out, it's Dad's will. And he left everything he owned to Sam. So, that line that we got in the first scene of the movie, this book contains important things to, for you later in life, was true yep. in more ways than one. Exactly. Um, so Sam is in the middle of selling Fiona and the twins' cars for college tuition. Um, Sa- Fiona and the twins come running out and are like, what are you doing, what are you doing? And they're like, um, Miss Fiona, did you realize that this was your husband's will? And she's like, I have never seen that before. And then they open it up a little more, and she's like, and they're like, isn't this your name signed on the witness paper? And she goes, I have never seen my husband's hidden will before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she gets taken away, gets taken away in handcuffs. Yeah, it's also revealed um, they find Sam's original acceptance letter to Princeton, Um, Sam and Rhonda, as her business partner, restore her dad's diner back to its original form, where the twins and Fiona are now scrubbing floors. Mm -hmm. Um, And in true full circle fashion, this will be starts playing. Yeah, Sam says in the end she got everything they wanted. Um, She's going to Princeton together with... Austin, they're, you know, they're doing okay. She said, for now, we're only freshmen. Exactly, Sam. Yeah. That's yeah. the attitude we that's want to be what keep. we left off with. We have no expectations. Like, y'all are gonna break up first semester. Yeah, it's because gonna you're gonna be- meet someone who actually has a fucking brain and a heart. And will recognize you when the skin around your eyes is covered. <laughs> Wait, do you think that the continuation of a Cinderella story is raise your voice? <laughs> 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 exactly. I think Raise Your Voice is a singing high school. Si- yeah, but still. <laughs> um. Anyway, Sam and Austin break up. Sam realizes she's way too good for him. He becomes like a stupid, moody writer. And no one likes him. Oh yeah, also they have a thing where Carter got a commercial and so now Shelby's with or no no no. Carter ends up with the with, with the, the goth girl. Announcer. Yeah. Yeah, Shelby tries to get with him because he booked a commercial, but then he's like, mm, no, I'm gonna date the goth girl who Okay, so like throughout the movie, this goth girl is like making the morning announcements and she's always like, Drought's still on, guys. And so that's why like, it's such a big deal whenever <laughs> she says waiting for you is like waiting for rain in the street. hmm. I never caught that as a child. Oh yeah. <laughs> well I love the cynical, cynical announcer goth girl, and so I like her and Carter together. That's a good combination. I do too. I think they'd make a good couple. Because mm-hmm. I was gonna say I could see Sam with Carter, but no, I like no. him and the goth girl. No, they're they're good friends. Listen, you love a friends to lovers, just N- not with them. Lizzie already <laughs> has Gordo. We can't do <laughs> Hillary Duff <laughs> with her friend again. No, they didn't. They didn't have good like lover chemistry. Like I said, Carter was a very good friend. I also kind of thought Carter was gay. <laughs> That's just because of Easy (laughs) A. I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. Easy A, it's not like a full 10 years later, but he's still playing a high schooler. He was not a high schooler in this movie. And yeah, anyway, that always (laughs) happens. But yeah, that's it. That's a Cinderella story. I mean, every every single actor in Easy A was a full-on adult. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a Cinderella story. 2004. That's it. Also wait, okay, before we get to another Cinderella story, I'm putting this disclaimer here. I've seen a video on YouTube that's like another Cinderella story is a mess and a like uh, embarrassment to a Cinderella story. No, no no. Just because we're doing one back to back. It's not like a direct sequel. And I'm not saying, because you can't even rate them on the same scale. Like, they're no, not the they're same. they're completely different. Another movies. Cinderella Story is a, like, TV movie. Like, it yeah. was not in theaters. Like, you can't have the different same expectations. It's a different I didn't have the same expectations. Exactly. That's why I'm saying I haven't watched that video fully, but, like, it's not fair to compare a Cinderella Story to another Cinderella Story. It's two completely different playing fields. Exactly. <laughs> so, I wanted to make that quick disclaimer before we even get to next week's episode. Next week we're watching another Cinderella story with Selena Gomez. <laughs> yeah, but then, like we said, everyone who's been wondering, we're getting to Zombies Three after we're that. To, I don't even know if it's like actually premiered yet. It has. It's on <laughs> Disney um, it Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why my I brother that. texted me about it. <laughs> we're gonna do Zombies Three. Yeah. So, but we're doing another Cinderella story first. So stay yes. tuned. Two weeks. See you then. Goodbye. Bye.